This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. An adventure unlike anything on your planet. The story of a boy, a boy, and a universe. A big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. It's an epic of heroes. And villains, and aliens from a thousand worlds. A billion years in the making. of Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International with me, Mike Royce, and Mr. Martin Unsworth. Hello. And we are the editors of Starburst Magazine, and we are the longest-running magazine of cult entertainment in the world. Official. It is absolutely official. We should be in the Guinness Book of Records, but we just can't be bothered. Yeah. So, there you go. It's been our 40-year anniversary, and last week we were talking about it on the show, and we had quite a good quite a good night on Saturday. We, we met, had a proper swindig. We, we did indeed have a swindig, and the writers all came up, and we had a good time, and Des Skin came up, yep. which is nice. And our honorary editor-in-chief, who some of you may know from re- partly was responsible for creating V for Vendetta and he's done lots of other stuff. He's a comic book legend in the UK and he, he's, stay, he's been in touch and been helping us with the magazine since we took over. He left it back when Marvel sold it and, uh, oh God, it'd be like 80, 85 or something now. And one of the first things we did was, uh, right, please come back. Come on, Des, we need you. Let's get the old band back together, and we did do. And then uh, it's so nice to have him there at the 40th anniversary, and it was a good night, wasn't it? It was fabulous, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember much of it, but... It's all right, not many do. Now, we met initially in the afternoon, and then we met in in the German market in Manchester, which I've got to say, it was called the German market when it first opened about 10 years ago. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Not long off that, yeah. Yeah, and then suddenly it's not quite as German, though, is it now? No, it's no. just Christmas market now. It is, yeah. And I don't even think it's Christmas European market now. No, I'm not I'm not convinced. I think it's like Ancoats market. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like a car boot sale, no, it's but not expensive. That bad. There's still some, some traditional German stuff there, and some people have still come Sausages. a long way. But I used to like, uh, in, in Manchester, if you were here, you'd see... 
on the a lot of people were thinking uh, that I knew they'd be going oh come to the to the that market and they'd be gobsmacked that they were on Christmas Eve in the afternoon and it's all gone yeah I mean it packs up three or four days before then absolutely be- yeah. because quite a lot of them need to go back to Germany mm. or Europe or wherever they've come from and you've got some Polish stalls there and they've got to get back and it takes a few days but yeah that's where we met. And it, I could have took a machete out. It took me five minutes to get to the phallic sam- Santa in the middle. The phallic Santa. Explain. Because if you've not been to Manchester, you don't know what this is. Well, we used to have an inflatable one mm-hmm. that was on the clock tower. And that it was looked, Ace. It looked great. Yeah. A blow-up, big inflatable one. And it had a reindeer with inflatable reindeers pulling... The, it, it, sorry, it had inflatable reindeers pulling Santa, and he was on a sledge. Yeah. yeah, he was pulling his sledge, not yeah. pulling him off. Yeah, correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a far Ragnarok joke there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really wish I had my hammer. Hammer? Quite unique. It was made from this, this special metal from the heart of a dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly. So I, I used to spin it really fast, and it, it, would, it would pull me off the... Oh, my God. Hammer pulled you off? The ground. It would pull me off the ground, up into the air, and I would fly. It is. So this one now, apart from looking phallic when it's actually all erect, mm. Mm. Uh, if you see it in certain angles, it looks like zippy out of rainbow. Yeah, it does. And it also looks like a cock and balls. <laughs> it looks like I would expect if you had a really bad STD to look like. Yeah, you have a look down and go, oh, it looks. You've got a case of uh, Santa Santa at Albert Square in Manchester. Santa That's what you've got. Yeah. But the the thing is, it's um, the reason that one went was because there were some naughty people kicking about, and they decided, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we got air rifles with pallets and took pot shots at that? So every year, this thing was uh, on the roof of of Manchester Town Hall, and straddling pe- the clock, indeed, and it was being slowly punctured by people taking pot shots at it with an air rifle. So they decided, yeah, not, let's not do this. And then they came up with this thing, which is a an artistic impersonation. It, it's like a big ball that's the midsection, a big ball that's the head, a little hat, and it, it just looks weird. Yeah. It doesn't look like Santa to me. It's just... It, it looks like BB-8. Yeah, yeah, it's not even a you know. sort of cute anime-type version of Santa. No, it, it, it sort of looks like BB-8 at Christmas mm. or, or an STD. It's up to you. Yeah, But anyway, how much you've had to drink. So I can't remember which one of us decided that that would be a great place to meet. I um, think, to be honest, I'll hold my hand up. I thought that would be something different for people. I think you underestimated how many people would be there, though, didn't you? Well, because we we did end up a little earlier than I expected it to be, that's why. Oh, right. But but I didn't expect it because it's the first weekend, really, that of the markets, and it was hammered. It was absolutely hammered. So we we turned up there, Deskin turned up, and, yeah, I said uh, people saw me on the on the um, on the Monday, and they were saying, "Oh, you, oh, you're looking a bit buggered." I said, uh, "I'm suffering from desaustion." Yeah, well, and it is a word. It's basically I've spent more than 24 hours with dead skin. 
who is a gentleman who clearly working for Marvel UK, head of Marvel UK in the 70s. He's not going to be a spring chicken, but he just never sleeps. He never sleeps. So we couldn't get hotels because there was a massive furry convention on. So we got hotels for the Saturday for for a couple of people and Des we were supposed to he was supposed to be in a hotel. He was coming Friday, so we had to stay at my house and he kept us up till about half four in the morning. And he started going through my vinyl and decided, Oh, let's listen to this, listen to that. The day after he's re portrayed it as that no, I forced that like him. It, he's kept me up all night. Kept him up. I kept him up all night listening to David Essex vinyl, um, and and we also had on Edward Woodward back in That's the seventies. Oh, it's a difficult name, that isn't it? What would Edward Woodward do? Indeed. Oh, good God. Well, he released an album. He went down that route of I can. I'm going to do an album. I'm mm. going to sing, and he he did one, and and it's there a, a double album, yeah, the double. And and we put it on, and he's got a very unique way of singing. I might I might have to play some of his music on the show one week. It's uh, yeah, the yeah. Equalizer could sing, uh, but it is very serious. It's like he's singing really lightweight songs, but in a really operatic sort of way, right? Like windmills. Of your mind or mind mm. wheels of your minge, as I've said it when I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> the, he'll be going... And he's got that... Going on with his uh, a reverb almost, yeah. yeah. Round like a circle in a spiral Like a wheel within a wheel Never ending or beginning On an ever-spinning reel like a snowball on a mountain Or a carnival balloon Like a carousel that's turning Running rings around the moon Like a clock whose hands are sweeping Past the minutes of its face And the world is like an apple Whirling silently in space Like the circles that you find In the windows of your mind And, uh, well, yeah. Chris, Christopher Lee used to do well before. Before he he died, did, his yeah. last last few years, he did oh, a he few did, yeah. metal albums. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but yeah. because he was using the the sort of operatic metal, which suited that voice he had. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. I but mean, even then, they were a bit sort of off kilter. Oh, it's it's weird. And then yeah, this this this. Oh good lord! It was some album it was as well. Uh, it was left to me by my mother, so I I've inherited a lot of vinyl. And I've also got my own vinyl, and it's a weird collection. It looks like a, it's like the collection of a serial killer, you know. It's like all over the show. And oh, we, had, we had a good time, and then we found, like, they want, this show came on. And it was, it was like the worst version of Dragon's Den, and it was called Money Pit. And um, what's his name? Jason Mumford. You know, oh, yeah. That, that comedian. So he was hosting comedian. it, yeah. So we're there watching it. And then, you know, there was, and then it's not like a panel of business experts. They've just invited a bunch of like normal people. So you got all these normal working class guys there, and they're all there, and and, and they they've got their own ideas about what they want. And then and then he's going, oh well, what do what do what do you want to invest? But here's the the twist, Martin. If you 
say there were three people there with three ideas that are really good or four. And you go, right, I'm investing in this first one. That seems really good. And then the number three, though, seems really ace. You've got a cap on how much you're allowed to do. So if you suddenly then go, no, I'm going to give 500 quid. And it is it is in the hundreds of quids as well. Because yeah. there's like 20 of them and they're all giving tiny amounts. Yeah. That, not that 500 is a tiny amount, but compared no, to no. Dragon's Den. Yeah. So... You you then got to um, you got to if say you're really taken with this thing like the the third one was a collapsible backpack that could become a a laptop case it could carry a little box of sandwiches or be a massive backpack it just it's Constantine yeah down. yeah yeah and he he was after ten grand yeah but bear in mind that this was for a percentage ten or fifteen percent of his company and. He'd already put a commercial product out of a concertina version of a uh, uh, drinks, oh yeah, yeah, drinks um, carrier, and so he's there. He's sort of valuing his company like, well, you can have fifteen percent for for like ten grand, and he's like, yeah, I've worked all my life, and I'm I'm on TV, and I'm valuing my company at hundred grand, yeah, and that's it, and and that sounds like a lot of money, but it isn't for what he. He was doing not compared to what they should be doing. Yeah. Then finally, a guy comes on, and for the life of me, I cannot remember because at that point we'd had we'd had a bottle of vodka, we'd moved on. Sorry, we started on a, a little bit of vodka. Then we got a bottle of brandy for him. That ran out. Then we went back and finished off the vodka, and then it got that bad. At this point, we were on a bottle of mulled wine. Yeah, <laughs> right, because that was the last thing left in the house. It was we were going to go hit the cupboard for the cleaning stuff. Yeah, next, yeah. you know. Get the um, out. So, he this guy had some idea, and he was after two grand for ten percent of his company. So when he's valuing his company at twenty grand here, and he's on TV doing this, and then I went, I'm going to bed now, Dad. And he's going, No, 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 no. We have to see where how this ends. I'm going, Oh God, what's this <laughs> we now? I just want to go to bed. Then I go to bed. Then you're absolutely knackered. You've had a drink. You just want to go have a bit of rest and get up. And he's up at ten o'clock the next day. Even though we went to bed at half four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy, he's unstoppable. Unstoppable. So, anyway, we we had the do. Some of us met underneath um, a weird Santa. Yes. And I we, decided to go somewhere sensible. We did. We went to the City Arms, which is an institution in Manchester. Mm. A, fine, a fine place. And then we went on to the Fab Café. Which is even finer place. Oh, that's that. That is such an institution. That one, it is. isn't it? Hey, and that's me saying it. No, uh, I am biased. It's mine, but I love it. And you can have a bit of a laugh. And we had a good time. Now, maybe some some of the writers that might listen to this episode, go on. You take over from here for a few minutes. Oh. What, what happened? What went on? It went on for ages, didn't it? it? it we had Buxton Press down. We had Buxton. Three people from Buxton Press, which is amazing to see. Yeah. yeah, amazing to see them uh, because they extended some great uh, hospitality to us one time. Oh, more than once. Yeah, uh, and it was it was a good night. They had, they seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, all the writers came up. They seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, a few readers came. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna sneeze. Sorry, you can't sneeze on the radio. Sorry, you can't really. You're not supposed to. Oh God, yeah. There you go. We're all full of it. Was that then. a sneeze? Was that a repressed sneeze? That's my repressed. <laughs> right, you might explode or something. I thought I might. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, a few readers turned up, which was good. Mm. Great to see them. Mm. Got to meet a load of writers we'd never met before. Yeah. And absolutely. some we had met, but it was great to see yeah. again. And 
some uh, listeners and some, yeah, readers. some and listeners and readers. I got to meet Luke Spafford. Yeah, the legendary. Right, his mate was cool as well. His mate was really cool. I had a great time, but one uh, one of the things that stuck out after we went to the City Arms, Polly, Mr. Andrew Pollard, he just he just for no reason whatsoever. He'd just been out shopping one day and he got me a Roger Moore book. Mm. And he just gave it me like that for no reason. Yeah. And then, and, and you know what? It's been a really tough month and a half. It's been a tough couple of months getting these issues out, the website, looking after the business with everything else going on and the bars and the, the this radio station, all of it. And, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, what am I doing this? And to me, that party was a great answer to that question mm. to me because it's like he's just turned up, you know, and and yeah, I'm not. We're an independent company. Nobody's getting paid the big bucks. Nobody's getting paid what I feel their talent's worth to me. And yet they're still so bloody lovely. You know, the fact that he just got me this this little book that, that was, was such a nice thought because... And, and can I just say, members of my family related to me, they wouldn't get me that book. Mm. They wouldn't know to get me that book, yeah? And that that's why I feel when everybody goes on about family and all that. Yeah, you know, some of your family, they're, they're not who you think they are sometimes. They they don't have to be genetically connected. And I, I mm. feel like, I think that the one thing that came to me from that night on Saturday was... How lucky am I to have this? I mean, I'm working with these amazing characters, these great people who are just really, really, really nice, you know? And me. Oh, get off. off. (laughs) It's one of them, isn't it? We had a good cake as well. It was lovely cake. Sarah Besson, who uh, is married to my friend Simon Besson, Mm -hmm. who uh, they they met after uh, dating... After Fab had been open a few years, they got together. They were both working there, got together. Then they've got two children. And uh, now she makes the most amazing cakes. And one of them went viral. And Absolutely. you listening to this show. We'll have seen it. Yeah, it's the ATAT Walker cake. The attack of people who talk normal. Correct, yeah. Oh, come off it. It's, I mean, it's an abbreviation. I know, but... Yeah, well, he's going an at at But you, abbreviations, you can... Do his words. I suppose you can, yeah. We're going to get some correction here off someone, aren't we, at yeah. some stage? Anyway, we're heading up to the break, but I just say it, it was a great night, wasn't it? So It was, was fabulous, a fo- fabulous. A, a follow-up to last week, yeah, it ended well. If you were listening to this on podcast, then yes, this is the follow-up. It went well. There were no casualties. Nope. Yep, and even Martin managed to get to bed. What, before dawn? Yeah, I don't know what time she got to that. That's easy for him to say. Hi, I'm a French pussycat, a very special kind of woman, curious about life and what makes living so much fun. Men, mmm, they can get you in all kinds of trouble, and I love it. If you want to see the kind of trouble I'm talking about, come see my story. Come see French Pussycat. You're gonna love it. Rated R. Starburst Radio, your source for all of the latest celebrity pedophile convictions. 
Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And if you want to be involved in tonight's show, email in studio at fabradiointernational.com. And we're also on Twitter. Starburst underscore Mag. There you go. So, here we are. We have an email that ended up in the junk folder. How rude. Yeah, last you week. Know, last week. And it was from Mr. Ross Unsworth. <sighs> I recognise that name. And he's, he was saying, for a 40th anniversary episode, uh, never fails for a laugh titter in here. So I'm not sure what that bit we must have been. We must have been funny last week. I know, there you go. Um, have to say, sequel-wise, I would have loved a sequel to Close Encounters with Roy returning years later, not aged a day. And remakes for me, Basket Case or Halloween 3. Absolutely. Mm. Love Halloween 3. No, Basket to. Case is awesome and someone will remake that, guaranteed. But I think they're going to be good enough as they are, though. Yeah, but I'm just going to say, when they nail recreation technology, shall we say, I think that you should uh, maybe do a follow-up with Roy returning, not having aged today. He's well, only he, been he, gone he can't for... do that now, though, can he? Uh, not at the moment because he's got a few issues. You see, well, I don't know. In fact, he's looked like he's at least no, eight, no. eighty years older. Are you listening to this? What I'm saying, I am. I, do I just not... said when they've mastered yes. this technology yes, to de-age them. There's a lot of people who'd want doing that. Oh, what's he like? Eh? So, no. When when if you use the same approach they did in Blade Runner. And he came in. I just feel that you'll never get a situation for at least 10 years, maybe, until you can get a person to play the role they played, the age they used to be, and that the CGI can do the cover-up and make it look absolutely right. I've got to say, Blade Runner was the best example of that that I've seen the sequel. Blade Runner 2049, yeah. It's very brief, though. You didn't have to have Sean Young uh, behaving like a bag of spanners on set, <laughs> driving everybody mad, and you've got the original Rachel back. Brilliant, absolutely great. Uh, Peter Cushing in Rogue One, not so good. And again, because it was too long. You yeah. Had, you had too much of a look. You, I you know, could see yeah, the flaws. Yeah. But here's the thing, you see you've got these fleeting moments mm. that they've got nailed, you will get to the point, maybe in our lifetime, maybe not, where you can go, right, I'm going to have a Humphrey Bogart in a new movie. But would you really want that? Yeah. Out of curiosity alone. Because it's based on, number one, the uh, the the writing and the Absolutely, style yeah. of filmmaking, which Easily, we've got filmmakers that have that sort of talent. We've got writers that are that sophisticated. But at the end of I mean, the day... Those sort of films are not commercial anymore, though. But No, but... If you recall back in yeah. the 80s when... Uh... Well, what is commercial, though? I went to a screening of the... Uh, of, uh, what is it, Errol Flynn, the black and white pirate movie. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh... and it's with a guy, pianist. With his and big pianist out, out yeah. Yeah, he, there was a pianist there because it's a silent movie and it was heaving. 
Yep. But what I'm saying for for a modern audience, they will not be interested in something like that. But if I was going back to the eighties when uh, Steve Martin's Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, yeah, they, they integrated a lot of old footage into that one. Yeah, you remember that it was yeah. quite seamless back Absolutely, then. Absolutely, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it for yeah. a while, so I'm not mm. sure how well it holds up. But no, I I think it's still quite good. Mm. I saw it about five or six years ago, and it's not bad. But think, uh, if I you recall, one of the first ones that did this, uh, yeah, this retroing once the character had died, yeah, was uh, the crow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that was like, oh god! But they kept it very dark. It's not kept that. It... But Martin, he'd done all but the last scene. Yeah, and they did it in quite a good way. But yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of this, but I've got to say that you know, you've got the first time a movie tried to de-age someone. I mean, you could say X-Men, um, X-Men 3 mm. did it, but Tron Legacy tried to have a young Jeff Bridges yeah. acting with a uh, Jeff Bridges as he is now, and it was mixed. It, yeah. it was okay. It wasn't terrible, but I've seen better. But again, if they'd have kept it shorter and... More in the shadows, maybe. Yeah, but the whole story was about them two yeah, conflicts. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Now, now you didn't need to do the scene in Rogue One with Peter Cushing, where he started to almost do a big uh, juggling act. Well, it's they, more, they more got, than one scene. It's yeah, they they got yeah that they got carried away with that. I mean. It was brilliant until the point he turned round. You saw his That's, reflection that, on the that glass. That was stunning. Yeah. And if that had been left there, I would have had a much higher opinion. But the thing that gets me is, and, you know, Chris is going to listen to this, and there is, is the, the sad truth of it, where, <laughs> bit, listen, me and him, we've got banks of knowledge between us. I know a load of stuff that some people don't know he does. And at the end of the day, I spent a lot of time with Peter Gushing growing up, not not in the way that, that you'd get in, uh, interviewed by the police and you, Tariq. You know? No, no, because um, I want to think about that. No, Peter Cushing. oh, God, right. If at any stage during the next two months it comes out, oh, Peter Cushing, we're, we're investigating him because of all these allegations and all that, I'm done. Man, mm. I know nothing about this world or people. Because, you know, if he... He is the perfect gentleman. Peter Cushing and Roger Moore. Yeah. To me, perfect, you know. Anyway, let's get back on with this. But I'm just saying that um, Chris was really impressed with that. And then I started to think, well, he's not stupid. He knows movies. He knows Ooh. movie making. He, he understands what's gone into this. And he thinks that's good. So what's the difference on this between me and him, and it must be that I watched him so much because I'm a bit older than him, and I watched Peter Cushing in a lot of movies growing up, and I've carried on watching him. Yeah, that maybe I'm more familiar with his mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, so, it's probably so, exactly the same as I thought. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. And me and you, both of us, yeah. we we're not impressed with that, are we? No. But Chris thinks it's great. No, no. And that's the difference. And we were opposite to everybody yeah. else as well with the Carrie Fisher bit. We didn't have a problem with it because yeah. it was fleeting. Yeah. It wasn't as jarring. Yeah. But that, it, that even that minute, everybody dissected it. It wasn't a minute. It was about 
17 seconds or something, something like that. and everybody went, oh, that's ridiculous, it's so cartoony. I've gone, you've got a problem with that, but you've got yes. this, this this cartoon pretending to be uh, Peter Cushing in, uh, in Rogue One, never mind. But I'm just saying that's yeah. what I think it is. I think if you know people, it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, if I... If I did a recreation of a relative of yours, I think you'd be like, oh, Christ, that's terrible, that. I'd go, yeah. why have you to do that one? I know, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, no, that, that is true. You know, it's <laughs> difficult when you do that. But, but you know, I think we're familiar with his nuances, his expressions oh, and, and by, that. Oh, by the way, I Russ uh, yeah. sent his apologies he couldn't make it on Saturday. He did, int- he did intend to. Yeah, well, he's he been there. Here. Well, I thought, I thought I was going to uh, meet him. Yeah, but I think it's just you. You know, I think you're just tweeting uh, from your phone. I think you're sending these from your phone. Yeah, it's got a bit of a yeah, mates thing going on. I know, I know. It's no good. No, I'm only kidding. Was it only child? But really? I was, I was, for, <laughs> I was looking. Oh Christ! I wish I'd have been. You know, we all have our issues with family. No, he seems all right. He's a bit he's a bit confused about some stuff, but we're trying to sort him out, aren't we? You know. But but That's what's but what's ironic about this uh this email that we're reading out from uh, the last show is he did the gag on it where and he said sent direct to spam folder. And it did. And it did because you put the word bloody spam on it. That's why. I'm just saying. Well, not that I've got on the system and actually put it, logged it in as spam all the time. So. Yeah, his, uh, his gag backfired there, didn't it? So, right. Most of his gags do, so. Where are we, Martin? What are we going to do? I don't know. Should we, should we plug the mag? We've not done that yet. No, we've not. Go on. We've got, you do that. We've then. got the magazine on sale at the moment, 443, the 40th anniversary issue, uh, with The Last Jedi on the cover. Stunning cover as well. Oh, yeah, both I'm of them. Glad you said though, because we had we had with the newsstand one. I mean, we always get a stunning cover mm. off Mark Rahill. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. um, the the cover with the newsstand, we yeah, we were we've been tweaking a lot this year, and now and not not just with the uh, <laughs> the files. No, no, no. It's we hope we've got the covers going well. The only problem is another magazine went with the same cover at about the same time. But it's, uh, it, it was the best image out there at the time. So. I feel later. Oh, yeah, but it's not as big as mine. That's what they all say. No, it's true. But they put too much junk on it. No, there there were bits. Compare the two. And oh. That's all I'm going to say. And there's a little puzzle for everybody listening Absolutely. as well. If you've got the magazine. An extra bit see, here and there is enough for anybody. Th- I think. You will see there are extra bits on that picture that they've not got. Never mind. <laughs> Boom. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's on sale at the moment, doing really well. Yep. Uh, if you can't find it anywhere, you can go to our fabulous new website mm. where the store is open. Mm-hmm. We had a very, very successful uh, Black Friday. Oh, I don't and, uh, I didn't want to do it. You, you did that. I, I, I just like, no part of it. Everybody else was doing it, so you know me. Let's let's all jump it's off the cliff. It's been Americanized, everybody. But it went down well. People love it. And he's doing Cyber Cyber Thursday tomorrow, and I think yeah. he's carrying it a bit far. And then we'll do uh, we'll do Hash Wednesday. Hash Wednesday. 
Hashtag Wednesday. Hashtag Wednesday. Hashtag Wednesday. Right. When we actually put £10 on everything. Seriously, I'm having that. That's mine. Hashtag Wednesday. (laughs) You can only use it during that religious period. You can. You can only do it then. Oh, fantastic. So, what's been going on? I mean, I've got to say, before we finish on the magazine side um you uh, there are two reasons to buy it one because it's the 40 year anniversary issue of starburst magazine and number two because it's we, we want got... to eat yeah we want to survive all right the three reasons one survival one because it's an anniversary of the magazine and number three because we have got stuff in there about the new star wars movie yay and it's coming soon and we've got some information about it, haven't we? Go on, then. Okay, so you're wondering, how is this going to be classified, yeah? The original Star Wars was a Certificate U, mm. which basically was the lowest certificate you G- could General admission. Get. Yeah, even with an arm being cut off. Well, all three of them were U's, and you know, they got gradually more violent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a Certificate U. We have now got Star Wars Last Jedi is Certificate 12A. Mm. So you can go and see it. But if you are under the age of 12, you need a parent. Dark stuff, man. They should be going out on their own anyway. No, not at the moment, no. I dare dare say. And the runtime of this movie. So how long are you going to have to put aside to watch The Last Jedi? It's, It's a bum number, isn't it? Two hours, 32 minutes. There you go. It ten, is officially... Ten minutes lo- of them are going to be credits, though. No. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, they will be. And there'll be no after post credit scene like the Marvel if stuff. If they start doing that, people will kick off. Mm. The Yeah, literally, it is the longest Star Wars movie ever made. Now, yeah. has Ryan Johnson done a great job with it? Who knows? From what we've heard so far. Well, they've uh, booked him to do a new trilogy, so you've got another three Star Wars movies on the back of this. So yep, they didn't kick let, him off halfway. That's cool. That's a good sound. So. so there we go. So the rest of the show, what we're going to do, we're going to talk about lots of stuff. The future of the Marvel Universe. There's been some developments on uh, Justice League, but at the end, I want a little chat about Blu-ray. And 3D, mm. because both of them are under threat under the latest uh, situation that we face ourselves, which is is basically people getting TVs and going for high definition and, you know, 4K and all the rest of it. There's lots of reasons why people are sort of walking away from it all. And also the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead crossover we know what character it is now and not uh, the character we thought it was going to be so uh, and we could talk about that uh, little avengers trailer oh we're going to do that easy because the one of the big things we're going to chat about is the future of the marvel universe in the cinema the marvel cinematic universe we've got a sort of uh, we've been given some advice from kevin feige who's the head of it as to where it's going to end up. So, 
there we go. But we've got a few minutes before we hit the news. So Shall there we... is an event in Manchester. Absolutely, I was just going to say this. For the love of... Sci-fi. Wasn't always called that, though. It wasn't, no. But we had Aaron, one yeah. of the organisers, in a while yes. back. He nice was chat. nice. Nice chat. He was good. Uh, and it's finally come round this weekend. It's our deadline weekend, as usual, but we, we will hopefully be there on the Saturday. Uh, I didn't mention that, but but please give us a bit of uh, pity. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough week. So if you see us around looking stressed, mm. have a bit of pity then, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you might look out for the Starburst and you might be able to pick up something for Nout. Not saying what it is. Literally nothing. Nout. We're not asking for anything. What, our <laughs> credibility? Yeah. <laughs> All we ask from you is undying love and attention. But it's going to be good. Do you reckon? Yeah. They've, okay. they've, they've pulled together a massive, massive guest list. I mean, it's going to cost people a lot of money to meet these One people. One person's gone, though, from this guest list. Yes. and uh, So start off with that. A little bit of a... Um, bit of a sad one because... It is. Uh, it is. Mr Dave Prowse is no longer able to uh, pick a pen up and sign for 25 quid. So nope. That sounds horrible, but he's a mm. nice bloke and he's, it's a very shame that he's, uh, he's not too good at the moment. So so we can only hope that he's, uh, he's going to be having a nice, peaceful retirement. Oh, I thought you were going to say, oh, I can only hope he'll come back and he'll be feeling better and then he'll be all right. But you've sort of gone, I think, oh, he's done. No, I th- he's done. I think we He's know. gone. His lobster days are done. Really? Yeah. Well, that's going to save me a few quid. Yeah. Right, anyway. <laughs> so, if you've got the uh, the spondoolies, you can uh, meet William Shatner. That's a big one. How much? Uh, that's about 60 quid. Like you don't meet him though, do you? I'm, I'm just. You can listen, have a picture of him I, for I, sixty quid as well, or sixty-five correct. quid. Absolutely, I'd sooner right. have the picture. Yeah, yeah, but because that's forever and the, a scribble. Yeah, let's but, be honest. But you people... made it out like uh, you were gonna, uh, you're gonna be in a restaurant in Chinatown at four in the morning. I going, think you're right, Will. Billy, Bill, Bill, you've always been my best mate, Bill. Sing that song you did. Yeah, I know. And he go, I'm a rocket man, you know, yeah. and all that. No. It's common people is amazing. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. I've had a story on here already about it haunting the, the, <laughs> yes. the fab jukebox. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, everybody knows the score with these things now. Been going long enough. Uh, yeah. You, you go, you get your little scribble. And you, you know, you bask in the, the glory for a God, few seconds. You're really flogging this, aren't you? Pe- hey, people know. On. Look, people know what to expect. It's a great day. You do get to see these people. You get to meet them. Yeah. You get to have a picture. It costs you money. That's the only problem. But these <laughs> these, these people, you know. <laughs> oh, brilliant! This and it is going so well. We're what? trying to really build this up as well. No, I, I, no, we no, are going to this. We we're like going to be there. We, like we will be there. You know, yeah. this is what people... You know, I don't begrudge these people making their money, even. I don't begrudge... And even that sounded fake. No, Go on. I'm sorry, it doesn't. So, I know. OK. But, but you know. Uh, we also have Dolph Lundgren. That's going to be an interesting oh, one. Oh, Adolph. Dolph. Adolph. Adolph. <laughs> uh, and the Hoff. The Hoff is going to be there. All right, OK. I'd yeah. rather have the Hoff than Adolph. <sighs> 
Uh, Ernie Hudson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ghostbuster. Ghostbuster extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, Zach Galligan. Yeah. Remily. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Casper uh, Van Diem, Starship Troopers. Okay. Good film, yeah. though. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. 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 Ian McDermid. Is that is how you say his name? McDermid. McDermid, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Emperor himself. Indeed, yeah. 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 You know, he's notorious. He ne never used to sign anything for right. Star Wars. Why not? Why not? Because he's a proper actor. But he's been in yeah. all of them nearly. So he's obviously seen you the light. Know? He's seen the light. Oh, the dark Lord. side. And he realises he can make some money. But anyway, Billy D. Williams as well, Lando. Okay. Trying to make up for not being on the new trilogy. Well, you don't know because I've heard he might be in this, the uh, last one of these. Well, I, I bloody hope so because everybody else has had a bit of a dollar out of it. Well, you know. Uh, Dennis Larson. Okay. Wedge Antilles. Yeah. And yeah. a very good yeah. British actor. Yeah, except he was a bit of a balland when it came to uh, The Force Awakens, though, wasn't he? Well, yeah. Yeah, he was. Because he said, uh, he said I think I've done enough. I think I've done enough with that character and I can't do any more and all that. I'm not supposed to be doing this, am I? No, we're but, supposed yeah. to be bigging this up. You're calling me, you yeah. I'm just saying, he's a bit of a dick. Uh, Jeremy anyway. Bullock. I like him very much. I spent a couple of days with him, and he's really nice. His wife is lovely. Everybody. And and he did a he's fantastic uh, British sex comedy in the seventies. Can oh. can you keep it up for a week? Here we go. You gotta drag him down. Haven't no, you? that's hey, gotta drag him down. He, he, drag he, him down. He he hung around with with Sir Asquith, right? right. And Richard O'Sullivan, and right. All them guys from that time, he was he was one of the players. Well, all I know is I took him to the same restaurant as Dave Prowse, yeah? Oh, yeah. And he did not ask for a lobster. I can imagine He so. didn't ask yeah. for one. And he could have had one, but he didn't. No, humble guy. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> he was lobster worthy and didn't push the lobster button. See, just for that, that sex comedy, he should have had the lobster. Fine, I didn't even know yeah. it. I'll, I, yeah. I don't want to watch it, but I respect him for his um, early sex comedy savvy. Yeah, and, uh, and for the ladies, he does get his cock out. So, um, oh, good lord, <laughs> good lord. <clears throat> I'm choking. Is on that how he met his wife? Is it? Yeah, I, probably. I, I suspect not. Um, and also, uh, Daniel Logan, young Boba Fett. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't he's, respect he's, him. He's not as young now, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We also have, from Star Wars, Ken Coley. Okay. He was uh, Admiral Piet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's a well-known face, right. well-known yeah. face. And uh, I'm not even going to attempt his name. Don't you think that's the worst thing that anyone could ever say? Oh, he's a well-known face. No, no, I'm not saying that's worse. That's I'm good. not saying that's anything good. about you, his talent whatsoever. You would, you would recognise him. Okay. You know, it's like these people that have been in the bill all the time and you go and see them in the theatre. No, hairy moth. Yeah, uh, the new Chewbacca. I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, though. Uh, Junas, somebody or other. Oh, God. I apologise. Oh, God, God. But I've got a cold, so But he's been signed off on by Peter Mayhew, who has it, well, uh, been giving him tutelage. So. Yeah, how, how to walk in. There we for... go. You know we've got to go to the news now. Is there anything oh. last you want to say? Also, before we get um, Rebecca Forster. Well, hopefully. Also added this week, extra guest uh, Danny John Jules. 
And what are your friends? I I have a lot of stories about him. Yes. And that's time for the news. Yes, indeed. It certainly is. Starburst Radio. Hang out with the editors of the world's longest-running magazine of cult entertainment. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. till 11 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Across the world, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've had some emails. Yay! We have indeed. So let's get get straight to these. Andrew Pollard, Polly. Polly. He's saying, evening chaps, as a rival magazine was uh, brought up, it seems uh, good to mention, I actually had my first look at Total Film for about four years yesterday. The Mrs. Is... Oh, God, it's hard to say that, isn't it? The Mrs. Is... Brother, but I'm glad you got the the exclamation mark right. Um, uh, The apostrophe. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, that and all. Yeah. It's a long week. It's been a long week. It's been a really, really long week. Sorry. Suffer through this with me. Um, (laughs) The missus's brother happened to bring it round. Not being biased, but what a load of shit. It's very flimsy. And that did have an exclamation mark. Yeah. Um, sure, there may be some big names featured in it, but as a physical magazine publication, it looked total dog shit. Yeah. Feeling akin to an age-old gossip magazine you'd see lying around in a doctor's waiting room, it really hit home how splendid our print publication is. As for the content, all just fluff and wanky <laughs> attitudes. Anyways, hope you're both well after the celebrations of the weekend and hopefully any hangovers have long left you now. They have, but we are still struggling because it's deadline week yep. and you know Every, this, Polly. Everything else you know is caught it. up. Yeah, it's all caught up. We're now dealing with the real world. And Full of a getting, cold. Yep. Uh, we're getting the treble four issue out. Yeah. And yeah. that's only going to happen once. Exactly, yeah. Right, the next one, treble five. Oh, that's a long way away, isn't it? It'll soon come. Hey, don't that's the actress said Don't say that. Don't say that. Anyway, yeah, total film, absolute shit. I get that. It is. I don't yeah, care. Scrotal film. Yeah, and and we will not comment on. They they won't comment on a goddamn thing. They won't see a movie and go. Oh, I'm not quite sure. They got he didn't quite do this, do that, whatever. They, they wait. Know. They wait till the advertising budget's gone, and then it's uh, yeah. That is it. What can I say? Anyway, David Geldard is emailed oh, in. Right, good man, good man. And he was at the do yes. on Saturday. Thank you for the card, David. As well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, David. Isn't he a nice guy? Yes, too anyway. nice. 
Just saying, here's a question. Talking of Peter Cushing, did he have the best career of any actor ever? He starred with Laurel. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, jump yep. at Oxford. Yeah, absolutely. I love that guy. I love him. I absolutely love him. I but mean, he didn't have as good a career as Robin Asquith. He didn't shag all them women. They didn't need to. One, <laughs> can I just get on to the subject of Jimmy Savile, right? No. Jim will fix it. One of the oh, the, yeah, I do get where you One of them. the most heartwarming things I saw, and I saw this at about seven or eight years old. Probably younger than that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, ridiculously young. Yeah, but isn't it amazing how? Even that young, when at that age, you're not bothered about love and soppy stuff. No, are not you? far from it. Yeah, you want to be whatever. And even I remember watching that and thinking, what a lovely person this guy is. And we probably hadn't seen that many of his films at that point. No. It was really early 70s. I know. So, so, no, everything about Peter Cushing came at a certain point in the 70s where. I, and one of the key ones, what you're saying is this, yeah. I just begin began we, to we've think been, we've he not was said so amazing. Did. Yeah, we've not said what he did. Yeah, what which bit? In, in, with with that horrendous program that we're not allowed to mention. The reason uh, he was on it. Oh no, I'm about to say. Yes, that's all right, I, oh, do you not think I was going to get? I, into I thought. This? I, I thought. You'd oh, skip and, it. and when you say that horrendous program that you're not allowed to mention, you mean Jim will fix it? Yeah, the one uh, that we starring were starring Jimmy Savile. That we the, were. Um, they were all made to write to as kids yeah, exactly. in school. Yeah, we were all told to write to him, and he would make our dreams come true. And apparently, it seems that some of the dreams weren't quite as dreamy as we might have thought. So. Anyway, but on this episode, and I suspect that possibly Peter Cushing was outside his age group, so this might be safe. a pure episode. He uh, he basically said, Jim, uh, could you fix it for me to grow a rose in memory of my wife? So Helen Cushing had died and um, as a side issue, if anybody's ever read any stuff about this this actor, when his wife died, he ran up and down stairs so much to uh, try to trigger a heart attack because he just didn't want to live anymore because uh, she'd gone. So he wrote into, uh, and that's a very sad thing to to say, but he admitted it in an interview because he, you know, he felt, later on that he wanted to talk about this when his wife died he took on some of the best roles he'd ever taken on and um one of the roles was uh tales from the crypt yeah yeah and, oh that's that's heartbreaking yeah and he's clearly reliving the recent and i mean within six months death of his wife yeah now it's difficult in this world that's of, actually her on the picture as well yeah of course yeah yeah now, it's difficult in this world of the Cardassians and all the rest of it where no one gives a shit. People are getting married, but who cares? It's all about sex and shagging and whatever. No, with him, it was about love. It was about finding that special person. And he he basically uh, admitted to this in an interview and then uh, he, he just said, yeah, I, I just wanted to die after that point, you know. And um, oh, where were we now after at this point? So um, he, he 
he asked for this Oh, yes, rose. of course, the rose. So he asked for this rose on Jim will fix it, and he said, can you uh, get me a rose? Because that was her favourite thing in the entire world. So Jimmy Savile gets in touch with a few people or maybe his production team. Yeah, I think that's yeah. more likely. I think that's it, yeah. And they uh, they got a, a rare splicing of roses together and created the Helen Cushing rose, yeah. And I just remember watching um, when this rose was being planted and everything was all, you know, they, it was the show and they were making a big story of it. And they went to him and went, how do you feel about this? And he went, well, I just felt that um, Helen was the most special person in the world ever and this rose represents her and I'm so happy. And I remember as a kid thinking, oh, God, yeah. can I can I get that lucky one day yeah, you know, yeah. and, and meet someone that good? I've been to his house. Yeah. Been to outside his house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's uh, it How went... much bail did you have to post? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So it's in Whitstable. It's got yeah. a plaque on there now. Yeah. And uh, there is roses in the back garden. I'm not sure whether they're the same ones. But uh, I took a picture but of them anyway. I loved it. I loved the fact that he, he went out of his way. He needed something, didn't he? You yeah. know? Wasn't that nice? He, he, he never got over it, and it's you know. No, well, you don't need to though, do you? I mean, everybody goes, "Oh, you got to move on and do that." And in a world where so many people just get married again and again and again and again, yeah, don't you? It's anyway. easy. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> I was married to fucking assholes. Yeah, that's why you get done again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that that sounds really bad. That's but why no, there's was, a rubber on a pencil. Yeah, yeah, and there you go. That's not my fault, that. But <laughs> kind of, it, 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 it's sort of my fault, but not totally. Yeah, but I'm just saying. That's, that's not sci-fi. That's, that's horror. Oh, it's horror. It is horror. Wife number one is horror. <laughs> Good God, she's terrible. She's like a, a scary... A scary creature. Anyway, never mind. Let's let's right, change news, the subject. Because we're running out of time now. We are indeed. We're going to have to go to a break, uh, our final one, and then get into our last session. But, but yeah, I mean, um, Justice League follow-up on what we've been saying on this show. Whedon and Snyder, it turns out, I think they're not that happy, you know, about each other's contribution to the Justice League. Probably because of the way it's gone down, as in like a lead balloon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whedon has been uh, liking Facebook posts that have been knocking Steppenwolf as a villain. Going, hey, he's a rubbish, he's this the worst villain ever, you know, and he's been liking him. Snyder has been liking posts that are uh, uh, requesting a petition for a director's cut that's just uh, Zack Snyder's version. So There's not there enough we footage go. for that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there we go. And then, following up on this, we have got Tashgate. Oh. Okay, so the CGI Tash of Superman, it turns out, has caused a bit of problems uh, along the way, and we've all been knocking it and going mad. And uh, it turns out, though, now, in the press, Warner's offered 
Patton and Warners were the people that were producing Justice League. Mm. They offered Paramount, who uh, uh, Henry Cavill was in as uh, Mission Impossible uh, 6, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And they offered money and said, look, please, if there's any difficulty, we'll cover it. Yeah. Now, they were thinking, oh, well, that's all right. They'll bill us for... 20 grand for mustache specialists, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll turn up and put a sticky mustache on. Yeah, and I'm they sure went, it's no, no, to put no. one on than take it off. Correct, yeah. So, but no, they just went, no, no, it's all right. No, he's in his turn up with a physical mustache. So they could get the reshoots, yeah, but yeah. they had to do what they did, and then you've had all this fallout. They should so have had him just they're... with his fingers over the top of his mouth so he just didn't yeah. see it. So. <laughs> What do you do? So, Tashgate, that's where it's ended. So, maybe we should take a break now and then uh, come back and have a chat about Blu-ray, 3D, The Walking Dead again, only a a little uh, bit of it, you know? Yeah, do all that little. Carry Stuff on. just like that. The fantastic duel of the century, the most ferocious battle in history. The flesh and blood King Kong fights his most incredible enemy, a 60-foot robot King Kong forged of super steel. King Kong escapes. All new, all thrilling in Technicolor. King Kong battles missiles, monsters, and a King Kong of steel. King Kong escapes. A Toho Company limited picture, a universal release. Starburst Magazine, issue 443. Available from a newsagent near you. Or download to your tablet today. Across the world. 24 hours a day. This is Fat Radio International. Welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got emails. Loads of them. Oh, one or two. Yes. Um, <laughs> Loz is saying, uh, any you, any news, not use. That's somewhat Salford, lad, say. Indeed, yeah. Any news yet on Netflix series, Altered Carbon? Go on, Martin. I haven't got anything. No, not yet. That's, that's the answer. Yep. Maybe next week we'll have a look. You know, we'll dig, we'll dig down to it. You know what, Loz? You're getting us to watch shows and expand the magazine. That's good. Gary Hickliffe from glorifying bombastic military interventions to getting climate change plain wrong. Hollywood's depiction of science often has a lot to answer for. So, how important is that? Is it? Sorry. How important is it that filmmakers get it right on the science? What do you reckon? It depends on the tone of the film. I think it is important when they are jumping on a bandwagon. Like, say say somebody goes, oh, I'm going to do a climate change movie. And um, I'm going to do a disaster movie. Like, say... What was it, 2012, 2012 or whatever? Yeah. Things like that, I think they've got, they, they can do a little bit crazy because you know it's it's fantasy. You do, but the problem is, though, when you've got all this battling about it going on, you uh, you really 
you have got to get it sort of right. If because, people are doing films in know? earnest, if they're doing, you know, the Christopher Nolan, James Cameron stuff, and it's yeah. all chin-stroking, wank, then they should get it right. Yeah. But but if it's a lot of fun disaster movie, then they could have a bit of a bit yeah. of leeway. Well, I'm just saying, I uh, yeah, that movie, when it came to, uh, like you say, there's been a lot of these where what's the... Uh, What's the one about the, oh, what was it now, oh, tomorrow? Oh, the day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Oh, yes, one yeah, of that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that seemed really uh, believable, but a lot of it was absolute bollocks, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you get a lot of right-wingers going, oh, well, look, this is what they say. This is the sort of stuff they scare you with, you know. Yeah, but they also think you know? the world's flat, so. Oh, they do, yeah without wondering about why it ever becomes daylight and nighttime. Exactly. Um, Dave Rice is saying, Citizen in the Temple is a pretty unknown short sci-fi horror film, but to my mind was totally made for review in Starburst. I was wondering why it wasn't covered. Ta. Is Enjoy he the, your show, Is Dave. he the director of the film? I don't know, Dave. Are you the director? But... We should look at that. Uh, short films tend to be, they have to be submitted to us, really, because but they tend yep. to be just festival things. Oh, there's loads of stuff. Um, if if we've seen one at a festival or one of the writers has seen one at a festival, of course we're going to review it. Otherwise, if people submit it to us, of course, we're going to have a look. We're going to say something. Yeah, oh yeah, we always do. We always uh, do. But it's not as mainstream. But we like to yep. we like to cover that sort of thing because we think it personally is a you know, very important to support them things. Oh, Ross is here. Oh. He's saying, good to hear Rupert on. Oh, Text he, me. He used to love Rupert. Gosh, it's good in a weird way, isn't it? Hey, Takes me right back to scary Hattie Fantas. Yes. Gotta be due a dark remake like Chris Gummidge. The Moomins. Do you remember the Moomins? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The high yeah. fatness were the ones that looked like corn in the cob. Oh, right, okay. Boy, I forgot The Moomins about that. can actually come into yep. later on when we yep. talk about 3D. And Eva says hi. Hi. Hello, Eva. How are you doing? We like that. We do like that. Not Helen. Get, not saying, getting at us. Hi, Mike. I just heard a police car in the background while listening to the show. It seemed quite bizarre. Yeah, well, um, we we managed to get rid of them. Right. Uh, we convinced them that we're doing a show and we're not just uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. having a rave. Yeah, we're not mates of Kevin Spacey or anything. Oh, um, that's not what I was thinking. But Kevin Handley is saying, why doesn't your magazine cover wrestling, especially British wrestling? Res- wrestling. Wrestling. What's wrestling? It's that thing you get at the end of uh, Bacon. And it, yeah, look, that, that is something... That we we are seriously considering because yep. we we are aware that's a massive massive market for that. It I, I don't is. mean that as a exploited market, as in people want to hear it and they want to read about yep. it. And there is what there is a for. wrestling show on this station. Uh, one of our people, one of our good people, who's uh, very close to us, is massively into this sort of stuff, and she adores British wrestling and independent wrestling. And uh, and we hear a lot about it, and we're right on board with it. So it might happen. We can't promise it. It's all about uh, getting the right uh, right writer and the right time for it. Indeed, but but, but no, we, we have will considered cover it. it. We have we considered will, it. Yeah, because they were the superheroes of the day. 
you know, and still are. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, we cover cult entertainment, and, and that is entertainment yeah. and cult. So, back to the news. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. What do you reckon to that trailer? Uh, yeah, well, what can you say? <laughs> He's tickling. A baby velociraptor under the chin. Yes, it told you a lot about what to expect. It did, didn't it? That 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 was fantastic. What do you do? What about the Infinity War trailer then? Oh, well, I was just going to get to that. Infinity War trailer. Where we actually saw some footage that you're interested in. It was absolutely brilliant. I uh, Obviously, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been building to this big battle that was the Infinity Gauntlet, which is, if you, anybody's watched these films and doesn't quite get what's going on, the big bad is uh, Thanos, and he's on Titan. And he wants to kind of control the world. And it turns out there are these Infinity Gems, and there is a big gauntlet that five of the gems fit on the knuckles, and then he can then go... I control the world, Rawr, you know, and that's it. And Is that's it a bit like Alvin Stardust's glove? Um, yes, but yeah. but but without a uh, fear of conviction for something. He's dead. So, I know, but you know, back in the day, I mean, you never know when he was alive. Oh yeah. God, you can't even be dead now and not. And he was. Not he was one of the Green Cross Code men. Oh well. Yeah, remember that. Is he out of his tiny mind? Mm. What do you do? Anyway, Absolutely. so so that that trailer had, uh, as we've been expecting, every single character out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in there, and so I far, feel yeah. I feel there'll be cameos from Agents of Shield mm-hmm. on TV and I various other people. I think that's probably going to happen at yep. least. I think you're going to get a passing glimpse. You're going to get everything, or there. a reference at yeah. least. Now. My favourite bit was when uh, Black Panther went, get this man a shield. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think um, I think Black Panther is going to be a movie that's either going to crash and burn and be the first disaster for Marvel, it's, or it's, it's going to explode. It's more dicey than uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It is, yeah. But my... God, it's it, it. I mean, it's so good. I mean, anybody who doesn't know what Black Panther is about, it's about a guy, and he's the prince um, about to become king of Wakanda. It's an African tribe, and everyone go, oh, "Okay, it's third world, it's whatever." It's not. They they are upholding tradition because they're sat on a ton of a unique metal called vibranium, which has made them the richest country on planet Earth. Probably richer than America, but they're keeping tradition over capitalism. And then you, uh, when when he's taking over, he wants to pretty much keep it like that because it's a lovely little kingdom. It's like going to Oz, isn't it? Yeah. It's a different, different world. And and that's it, you know. And um, he, this this uh, vibranium as a metal that powers all this. Well, that's the metal you've got Captain Captain America's shield made of. 
yeah. and various other stuff. So it's really good. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, so, it runs right through the, the Marvel yeah. Universe, but it's yeah. uh, it's a dodgy character because people are not, you know, it's not somebody, you know, you go to the man in the street, they're not going to know who he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Iron Man, back in the day, was what we thought was that. It was yeah. dicey. Yeah. But people had heard of him. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, very few people on the street have heard of Black Panther. Yeah. Certainly before Civil War. So this um, has been released and everybody seems to be really happy with the trailer. So this is the third Avengers movie. It is uh, Avengers Infinity War. We suspect that the final one will be Avengers Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. And that's the comic book story, the Infinity I'm Gauntlet. glad they didn't do it as a two-parter like they were going to say. Originally, it was well, going to be... Well, they have done that. No, but it is, it's a distinct two films. Yeah, but I But you know, it's, you know, yeah, yeah. it's going to carry on through the rest of them as well. Yeah, yeah. It's going to have that knock-on effect. So, Kevin Feige decides to um, spell out the future of the Marvel Universe in the cinema. And he says... Oh, hello, you know, this this movie coming up. That's going to be important, but basically we are going to end the Marvel Cinematic Universe with uh, the fourth one. So you're going to watch Avengers Infinity War next year and the follow-up will be the final movie in is it, is it everything you've been watching. Think, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that will be the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That will be like 30 movies, all boxed in and done. So what's he got planned? He's not said. No, but that opens it up to so much more. Well, I've got some ideas. Go on. Basically, you've got the end of the contracts of all these actors. Obviously, yes. And they're all getting a bit older. Yeah. And you're all getting to the point where you're going to have a 50-odd-year-old 50, 50 Tony Stark mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's getting older. I just think that they're going to do a secret war movie where they all Possibly. get their last hurrah. And then I think you're going to have a new universe. And they're going to... Uh, I don't think it's a reboot as such, but they're going to redo stuff. Well, of course, they're going, to keep, they're going to keep yeah. some characters going. Yeah. They won't be in the farm that we know them. No, they won't be. And I think that there'll be different actors <laughs> playing them. And I think that a lot of people are going to uh, die in the uh, two Avengers movies. The characters written off, blah, blah, blah. You don't anyway. necessarily have to kill them off. You, can, you just yeah. c- kill that universe off yeah, if you can. you will do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. So that's what I'm saying. Kevin Feige, head of Marvel... Uh, in the cinema has said that yeah, Avengers, the fourth movie is going to be the end of all of that so earlier on in the evening I sent out a tweet and said oh, we're going to discuss Blu-ray and 3D and 4K the whole lot Yes. so basically things have changed 4K came out People started to uh, sort of warm to that, but not enough to say that that's the dominant format going forward. But uh, Blu-ray in 3D at home, 
I didn't buy into it. And then a few years after knowing you, you'd been watching stuff at home on a 3D TV. I I had been very much a, a projector against a big screen with a great sound system. Mm. So I was sort of of that mode. and But I still loved 3D movies. Mm-hmm. So I went to the cinema, saw them. I loved Gravity. There are so many other movies that I loved in 3D. And then what do you do? I got a 3D TV, started watching some stuff and having a good time. And I enjoyed it because it's cleaner, it's neater, it is more immersive than you get the cinema. You are in charge of your environment. So you can, you're at the right position. You've got that sweet spot all the time. Correct. You get your light right. You get your contrast not right. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, yeah. And it works a lot better at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then all of a sudden we get 4K and people are, I've got a choice and they're like, oh, what do I do? Do I get one of these big TVs with like massive high definition? And can I say, my problem with this is you can't get all these old movies, you know, no, in that format. They're going to look worse. And yeah, a are, lot of yeah. TV broadcasts yeah. are going to look worse. Yeah. Even so, people watching Blooming X Factor, it's going to look worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in, in America. I went into Fry's Electronics in Vegas, and it's this massive, like, cultural high point of electronics. Yeah. And they've got this... This TV in there, and it's ninety-five grand. And it is, Can I have um, it's about seven foot by three foot. You know, that's the sort of ratio. And that's a four K TV. And I'm like, oh, come on! I mean, it looks great, but you know, the movies I watch aren't that sharp. I don't need them to be. Yeah. I don't want to watch Blade Runner. In that, could you imagine Chris you know, with that with his Coda? He's gonna look awful. Oh, I know, I know. Chris and his Coda, he, he won't be able to download enough to feed that beast, will he? Yeah. You know, so what do you do? Um, so yeah, suddenly we've got 4K, mm. and now sales of Blu ray in 3D have dropped off a cliff. Martin, what's going on? Well, the problem is the TV creators, the, the companies that are creating the TVs, yep. have given up on it. It's not taken off like they wanted to. Right. There was a Sky 3D channel for a while. Yep. That, that's been binned. Right. Uh, for the most part, it's because people are not enjoying the films as much. It's the it's the film's fault mainly because right. you know, a rubbish film's a rubbish film. Yeah. For collectors mm-hmm. and for people who want classic films, it's right. it's brilliant. Right, okay. Um, I've I've just got the the House of Wax 3D. That's one of the best 3D films you can ever watch. Yeah, but that's old. Yeah, exactly. So we need to be looking at newer no, stuff, though. But I think because we did because I want to uh, isolate why in a modern environment. People are turning away because from something that gives them more because from pe- their viewing experience. People are only going you know? to see 3D at cinema because they're being told to. They're not getting anything out of it. The gimmick thing's gone now. 
you're seeing that there's less and less 3D screens at the cinema. Right. Okay. Uh, I I deliberately didn't go to see Blade Runner 2014 no, in, in 3D. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see uh, Four Ragnarok in uh, in 3D. Didn't. No. And there was a few moments when I was sitting watching it and going, I bet that would look good, good in 3D. Mm. But I didn't do it. Um, yeah. The problem is the companies, your LGs, your Sonys and all that sort of thing, they're stopping making the TVs. Right, okay. Because they've, they've invested in the 4K. Right, they okay. They want people to upgrade, 4K it. Okay. Bigger, wah, better. So they want more definition. But but, but there's nothing to, to feed that definition at the moment. But, but Casablanca will not look good in 4K. No. Will it? It'll look like it was filmed in a studio near London. Or it'll just break up because it's not going to be... You know, even when they're yeah. scanning stuff in 4K now for the, yeah. the DVDs and Blu-rays, right, okay. you're not getting the 4K resolution on the, so, the disc. So what do you do then? What do you do? Well, the problem is we're missing out on a trick because us, us that have the 3D TVs will yeah. eventually run out of uh, new material. Yeah, okay. Because it's not going to be viable for them to release it. Okay. It should be. Yeah. Because they can do it. It's a thing they can turn on and off on a disc. It doesn't cost a whole lot more to put the extra okay. information there. Okay. And it's uh, it's just because it's not selling. The, the the doing it as a trick now as a, as the limited edition 3D version, like with Rogue yeah. One and Force Awakens, which came out sure. yeah. after the original release. Yeah. I think it was about four or five months after. Yeah. So you bought the original release. Yeah, I've got it. Okay. Now what the 3D one, that's later on. That's an extra 25 quid. Okay. Uh, that's how they're going to make the money on it. Right. But I can't see that happening for long while these TVs are not being made. Well, I've got a cinema room and I didn't upgrade the projector to 3D. And... I don't know, I'm a massive fan of these movies, but I, I don't know. I mean, I they do don't that. all work. I they? do think you know? the, the older they films don't all work. would be the way to sell it. Because you get something like House of Wax, you get something like It Came From Out of Space. There's not enough uh, of them. No, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Not enough of them. Um, yeah, yeah but, but that the collector's market is what's kept Blu-ray going. Yeah. It's not people who, you know, going on the street that because they'll buy it and it's, it's car booted next so week. So what? What do you make of four K? I'm not sold on it yet. I'm not interested in upgrading at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait because they're releasing stuff on uh, the high definition discs. Yeah. Uh, which are sort of like Blu-rays, but they're just what's mm -hmm. it? Yeah. The HD versions or the yeah. extra HD. The stuff they're releasing from that, it's exactly going back to Blu-ray start. Yeah. You know, you're getting the same films. You're sure. getting that same yeah. cycle of yeah. films. Yeah, yeah. Which they think they can sell because they're commercial films. You'll you'll end up with Titanic on it. You'll end up with, okay. you know. Why do we go through these eras, though? I mean, we... we 1950s, 3D, oh, my God. You're never going to see a 2D movie again. And then all of a sudden it died out. It's done. Yeah, I, I Over think, with. I think right. this, this one... This, this version of 3D was different, yeah? This, now, this now, version is really good. 
it's okay. not 100% different to what the past was because yeah. that was still polarised and that was, you know, people have an, an image of the red and green glasses in the cinema. That was yeah. never the case. No, it wasn't. E even in the 50s, it was always polarised. Yeah. It's only because they, they did the red and green when it was transferred to TV in America. Correct, yeah. So we've had that sort of like so, mental image of it. But, 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 but James Cameron, he's saying, yeah, I've sorted this. Yeah, th this has you're lasted getting, longer than I expected. You're getting it on screen. The Avatar sequel will be, you will have no glasses on. That's never going to work. Well, he says it will. No. No, he says it will. You've, you, you've seen a, a, a Nintendo 3DS. I, I have, yeah. Yeah. It's got to be on that same principle. I know it will. With, yeah. like, you know, yeah. interpolated it screen. Sucks. Yeah. It's not going to work. Uh, people enjoyed it, but the films haven't no, lived up it. for it. Yeah, what yeah. they needed to do is stop it, stop doing 3D and everything, yeah. and just do it in films that are fun for 3D. The animated okay. films work really well. Right. Okay. Uh, horror films work really well because you want stuff thrown at you. You yeah. want all that yeah. poking out in the screen and things I like mean, that. I mean, that's just gimmick stuff, though. Isn't it? That I mean, 3D is a gimmick. Know, so but, embrace but, it. But but you know. Tron Legacy, you just it, felt you were inside, a and world, it was and it was a you? gimmick because you didn't you know? use it all the way through. You went into that world. Uh, yeah, but that was a great gimmick. Of course, it was, and, yeah. and Oz, the uh, yeah, the Sam Raimi one yeah, was yeah. was great because yeah. it, it just went into it when it was going into that, and it was, and it came out the screen, great. and it was you know, one that great though. Yeah, it, it broke sort of yeah. like the the ratio barriers oh, and all that, that sort of stuff, was, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, use it as a gimmick, use it well, yeah, and people will enjoy it. Well, you know, I don't know where we're going to end up with this, but I uh, I listened to you and I bought a TV, yeah, and now look at me, you know, <laughs> you're I'm on the, the streets with your free TV, destitute because of you. I've got this TV that no one will want. You know, oh dear me! No, but I'm 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 still on board with it. I love I love 3D. I've always been into gimmicks. I'm probably very similar to you. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love that sort of whole it. history of it. Yeah, well, but they've just applied it to too much. Yeah, and people have got bored of it. They have, and they realised there was nothing there. So I'll say something. They should have just done the odd movie. Yeah, absolutely, and do it when it that. needed it. Yeah, Gravity, amazing. Tron Legacy, great little gimmick. Yeah, loads of. And other there'll movies, be people. There'll be, there's a certain critic yeah. who's a very you know outspoken critic of 3D, oh. who will think this is a victory. He's a prick, though. But isn't he? well, that's the problem. But he's, he's a prick, and you know who we're talking about. Him, yeah, and you if know. you talk about whatever percent light loss, yeah, I've seen films recently in 2D, and they've been dark as anything. Yeah, he's he's such a dick. It's. Look, Mark Commodes a knob. <laughs> I was right? not using the name. Yeah, I am. He's a knob. Um, but, he he doesn't like our kind of movies. He does. He, uh, he does. But he he's a doesn't. Bit sort of, you know. He never liked these movies. He thought Star Wars was a gimmick. I could go back and and go over all sorts of stuff. The the he, guy he fucking hates this kind of stuff. He really does. <sighs> so so M and three D. To me, he don't like it. It makes me want to watch it. You know, <laughs> I just think that the, the the studios have seen a way of making money on it because it's the extra ticket price, 
They've gone I'll with it. I'll get it. I'll get they've, it. They've but, gone but, for it. And, and what it has, they've, they've applied and, it to too many films that have not needed it, and people and have got bored of it. The additional part of this, piracy is in two bits. You've got the original piracy, which is people filming the screen mm. and putting something out there, blah, blah, blah. Then you've got piracy stage two, which is people leaking the files that are about to be sent to the Blu-ray manufacturer yeah, or yeah. DVD, and then they link it online, uh, and they and that is literally the disc. You can't stop stage two. Stage one, 3D, did it, put a stop it, to it. It stopped yeah. it because you would not get that image. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't record it. You no. couldn't record that image. So there you go. So, boom. What can I say? We're out of oh, time. This is... Subject's going to go on and on, but we'll try it another time. Oh, we will return to this time and time again. But in the mind, in it, I was going to say, in the mind time, then. You're going into your little mind bank. I have indeed. In the meantime, I've been Mike and he's been Martin and we will see you. Or I, I think possibly Chris Hayes might be here as well or in place of. We don't know yeah, yet. Yeah, it depends on Nakaday after deadline. We do not know, but Chris Hayes will be here. We will be here with you next week. Tumbling through a thousand centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found Near the legends of time All the to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. until 11 p.m., exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester.